1: I love having this guy on. He's on every week. He does a great job after me every weekday morning at 10 o'clock here on WABC, as well as a superstar at Fox News, Fox and & Friends, and his own great show on Saturday nights, One Nation. He's my dear friend Brian Kilmeade. Good Wednesday morning, Brian. What's going on, Sid? How are you? Uh, I'm busy. Things are, uh, things are great. I do want to uh, get to this, though. I'm really excited about seeing you uh, Friday Because you know, I mean this sincerely, I think your show, One Nation, on Saturday nights on Fox News is as good as any show on that network, if not better. I really mean that. I'm serious. Your guests are great. You're great. And I've been on a couple of times, and I'm really excited to be back this weekend. But it does bring up uh, what I consider an unfortunate little back and forth between you and overnight host Frank Murano. Well, let me play this. And then uh, you tell me exactly what you were thinking, what what Frank was thinking, and why you didn't really defend me uh, at the very end of this. This is you and Frank.
0: Sid Rosenberg has been talking about how his next appearance on television is going to be on One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. Can we look forward to him this week, or do you have somebody somebody else? Well, you mean you almost said better. I almost did. did. did Do I have somebody better? Did you mean that? I almost (laughs) did. I was going to say somebody more substantive,
1: but I didn't want to get in trouble with Sid. So you want to me to defend myself? No, I, I want you to. You should have said the Frank right there. Uh, that is uh, disrespectful. Sid is one of my great guests. I can prove to you statistically that when he comes on, my ratings on my TV show go through the roof even higher than DeSantis. Uh, but uh, you didn't really do that, so. No. No. Right, uh, because I'm afraid of Frank
0: and the power of his audience. What? And I never thought that you'd even be up at this time to listen and hold me accountable. So I, that's my. I'm going to follow my team because they gave me that was the advice they gave me. Okay. So I, I, everyone's fired. I'm going to be hiring other people. This is very bad career advice that I took uh, from my people. So again, bad judgment yeah. on my part. All right. I always turn on Frank when he goes after Sid. <laughs> I mean, look, Frank. That's t- a me- I'm John. Um, just give me a second to write this down. I'm going to put it on a sticky pad right
1: by my uh, iPad. I mean, look, look, Frank did get an 11, and he came in second overnights, and he, he is a ratings monster and a very talented guy, but in this scenario, Frank is like the Sanders, and I'm like Trump. So you, you would much rather mess with Ron than you would uh, the former president, Donald, which brings us to this, Brian Kilmeade. You know why Donald Trump hasn't been indicted yet? Because he did not commit a crime. Now, I understand you can indict a ham sandwich here in New York. Alan Dershowitz said on my show just two days ago. And yes, maybe eventually, maybe today, maybe next week, they will try to indict him. But they're going to make sure that every I is dotted, every T is crossed, because they know that the public knows that this whole thing is a sham. So until they've got it perfect, Donald Trump ain't going anywhere. Count on it. This is not worthy of
0: an indictment for Sid or or me or anybody else. And if you want the, the best analogy, the least sensational, but totally uh, realistic and practical is Hillary Clinton. They use campaign funds to pay for this dossier. They were all in denial about it. She was fined $100,000. Oh, you don't like that he, he wanted to make sure that nuisance stories that could have tripped him up in the final lap of an election that he uh, paid somehow, although he denies it, to make sure this story went away, like celebrities, like millionaires always do, true or false. It doesn't mean there necessarily happened it means okay I can't afford to have this in the papers the minute it gets in the papers uh, I lose and I'll give you an example Tiger Woods I don't know what happened with him and his ex-girlfriend but she won that news cycle she found a newspaper she says she was locked out of the house I don't know if it's true we'll never know but Tiger if asked hey Tiger I'm going to say I'm locked out of this house I need about 30 million dollars and I'm going to say the way you treated me was terrible because the last thing you need for your sponsors and reputation is more problems with women. So that's extortion, perhaps, or maybe it happened. It's between two people. So whether Tiger's guilty or not, that's somehow that story's going away. Is there payments behind the scenes? Does it mean Tiger is a bad boyfriend? Does it mean he's wrong or right? No, he can't have that in the news. And for you to come back from an incident 17 years ago from a payment that took place allegedly five years ago and decide with a president running for office again that you're going to break 230 years of precedent and uh, indict him is absolutely a farce that you walked away from this deal before. Cyrus Vance walked away from it before. And I when Van Jones comes out, I know you don't watch CNN, but I watched a clip. Van Jones comes out and says, I hope he th- thinks this over again. Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.
1: Oh, yeah, he's not the only one. Uh, and I did watch CNN this week because my dear friend Joseph Takapina was on with uh, Aaron Burnett. So I did put it on for about uh, two seconds. But he's not the only one. There's other Democrats that are worried about this backfiring. And look, the fact is, when you look at the polls the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, this is all working in Donald Trump's favor. I mean as Takapina said to Aaron Burnett as his attorney, the more you indict Donald Trump, the quicker the path back to Pennsylvania Avenue. It sounds crazy, but at this point Donald Trump, who's not a very sympathetic guy, he may be the least sympathetic guy, is actually garnering sympathy. Oh yeah. And evidently
0: this you saw the report in the New York Post, I was doing the five yesterday, it came across, I guess about four thirty. That word from Marilago is they're on cloud nine that he loves dominating the news cycle. He loves being the first story in every news station. He liked the drama and is considering making a speech after an indictment that he expects to come out. He's going to have a rally in Waco, and they see the latest poll. And it's just a morning consult poll, a quick tracking poll. It has him up by about 20 on DeSantis. So, you know,
1: he hasn't had this feeling. No. Yeah. And it's all self-inflicted for, for a long time. Yeah, I actually said to Alan Dershowitz, Dershowitz was on a couple days ago, he goes, if I was the president, I'd be getting nervous. And I said, Alan, you're a lot smarter than me, a lot smarter. I'm going to tell you something. You know what? He really wants the president to get indicted. To your point, he's going to make a speech. He's going to garner more sympathy. He's going to come out looking great. So people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he may get indicted. Donald Trump can't wait, evidenced by his social media last Saturday. The other thing is
0: he got ahead of it. He put an incredible amount of pressure on Alvin Bragg. And now uh, they're already going on the offense in Georgia. I think Georgia's story, after talking to Lindsey Graham yesterday especially, there's nothing there. Donald Trump picked up the phone and said, guys, he didn't say get me 1,000 votes. He was saying all I need is 1,000 votes. All I need is this. I mean – well I mean, just show I – me. Mean, he thought for sure there was fraud. If you play the whole thing in context, that's a guy going, I cannot believe I lost Georgia by a 1,000 votes. There's no way this is real. Checked it out. Match the signatures. I want you to check the addresses. All I need is 1,000 votes. I don't want you to de- there all day. It's not going to be hard. And that's Trump being Trump. You or I would never have done that. No. We would have had a a lawyer say, are you crazy? Don't do that. It's going to be misperceived. But that's just it. So they're fighting that one. And you're going to tell me they're going to indict him on Mar-a-Lago when the sitting president of the United States has got uh, secret documents in Rehoboth, his other house, the Penn Center, and they raided his law, not raided, but they went to his lawyer's office in Boston. Joe Biden has uh, lawyers in Boston, and they went and took files from there. So clearly there's something going on. Then they went to the University of Delaware. If you really want to see this country erupt, and I'm not calling for it, but I'm, I'm noticing it, you go ahead and indict Trump on Mar-a-Lago and you give Biden a pass. This will make New York seem like a walk in the park.
1: That can't happen. Like Bill O'Reilly said with John Katzmatidis Monday night, you indict Trump on Mar-a-Lago. To your point, Brian Kilmeade, you must indict Joe Biden, too, and they have to do that. The cover of today's New York Post, though, talking about all these polls where Trump is just hammering Ron DeSantis. Finally, finally, after months of Donald Trump just hitting DeSantis across the jaw... DeSantis fires back. Here's today's New York Post exclusive. Piers Morgan interviews DeSantis. Ron Don criticizes Trump's chaos, lack of character. Now, listen to the interview. I got to tell you, not even close. The New York Post exaggerated maybe for Ron DeSantis. That was a haymaker. But compared to Trump, that wasn't much. But, but, at least it's the beginning of Ron DeSantis fighting back yeah he gave us this on radio uh,
0: when i when i when I threw back the insults at him, how are you gonna handle that? He said it's silly season. He says it's silly season. I have a legislature. I have a legislature to get through, but I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, who I'll tell you off the air because he didn't got permission to say it out loud, and he said Tru- DeSantis is in a critical time and I said, why? He said, because Trump is doing, he's imprinting him, he is labeling him, and if he waits two months for the for the end of May, it will be over. Because he is getting free shots, he has to begin firing back, however he wants to do it, he can 't do it it 's almost as if DeSantis heard him because he when he was sitting down with Pierce Morgan, he had a different agenda, and he said you know i 'll take on by let 's not worry about Biden. He kept telling me i got to worry about my legislature. We have major wins for Florida, and when he sits down with Pierce Morgan yesterday or two days ago. He's like, I can beat Joe Biden. And I'm thinking to myself, what did that change? Because that's clearly an intentional pivot. So he is he's, he's going to get into this thing pretty quick, I think, much quicker. And I think that's what it led to it, because you can't be labeled meatball. You can't be labeled Ron sanctimonious, You can't be um, you can't have these pictures rolling out when he was a 20 year old teacher and you're not firing back at these pictures and, and some of these ridiculous accusations. The president said something that he might have men coming out against him. I mean, come you know, on. just said <laughs> something off
1: the wall. <laughs> no, but would no. you got to answer that eventually. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, one local story I want to get to, I know the DNC coming to New York would mean millions, if not billions of dollars. I get it. And uh, that's what the mayor wants, obviously. But in his effort to get it here, to come out a couple of days ago and actually compare himself favorably to President Biden, I'm like President Biden. I'm a blue-collared guy. Blue-collar. He lives in a $9 million mansion. He's the most corrupt president in the history of the office. He taxes everybody on this. I mean, I-, I like Mayor Eric Adams. You know that. But when he does stuff like this a couple of days ago, he loses me, and he's doing it more often now between Hochul and Biden than I really like. What are your thoughts on Adam's words about Joe Biden a couple of days ago? You know, it's so funny. Uh, People in this building on and off air want to like
0: Eric Adams so much because of what we dealt with with de Blasio. And they love the story. Captain, the police force coming in, come cracking down and trying to get bail reform done. And they see the numbers dropping just slightly in the subways and elsewhere. But every once in a while, he comes out with these things and you just say, oh, what was I thinking? But then he'll come back and say, when you take God out of schools, we got guns. And if people don't like that, the hell with you. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is something that you would see a Republican candidate for president say. I don't care what happens. Not many people on the on the left like that kind of talk, but he does it anyway. But look, what he's trying to do, he's ad living. What he wants, he wants the DNC here. And Why? Money for the city, I got it. Number one, it's not worthy of it. The crime is running uh, rampant. Uh, look at Madison Square Garden; it is a construction zone. Number two, it, it, we're not ready. Everything's being rebuilt here, or we hope anyway. Number three is uh, we don't, deserve, but it makes gives him a national platform. Remember, it was uh, I think it was in New York when Barack Obama gave that speech for John Kerry, and people said that's the guy, that's the future
1: of the party. You know, so may he wants to be that guy. All right, last one, Brian. I was born in 1967. I was only two years old when Willis Reed limped on the court before Game 7 against the Lakers and uh, less than six years old when they won that second championship, Reed, Frazier, Monroe. Uh, But certainly, uh, uh, as a diehard Knicks fan and a student of the game, I'm aware of all of it, and I've got a great interview, I mean great, coming up at 8.05 this morning with Marv Albert, who called all of those games and, of course, called the Rangers, too. In 94. You're a young guy like me, so not many memories of Willis actually playing, but the death of Willis Weed yesterday means what to Brian Kilmeade? Listen,
0: uh, that's when the Knicks were good. I mean, I was so young. I thought it was going to be every year they were good. And they, I mean, to not win a championship since he last leaped on the court. What people point out, and Walt Frazier has said, is, you know, he leaped on the court, didn't do much in the game, but his inspiration, the fact that he came in, hurt and played. But the Frazier was the one who had the big game that night. But people love the drama. Huge game, by the way. The the 36
1: points and 19 assists. Walt Frazier actually accounted for about 75 points that night. Yeah, it's incredible.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so underappreciated and such a great person, by the way. But I would say this. Every time someone comes out and plays in pain, everyone, someone walks on the field limping, everyone says, oh, it's Willis Reed, New York Knicks. I mean, Mm, that iconic move to play in pain. You know what I loved about that team? They were a great team who truly loved their coach. They worked great together individually. They weren't superstars collectively. They were a perennial champion because Red Holzman got them to play together. And they, the fact is when they, when they see each other, they were like family the rest of their lives because unlike athletes of today, they needed jobs. They needed jobs in the off season. They needed jobs when they were done because they were being paid like pedestrians. So I think that really brought back the love of the game and the team, and and I think he personified leadership. He wasn't able to replicate it as a coach, but always respected as a man and a player.
1: Well, that's so well said. Great job there, Brian. I must tell you, I'm very excited to see you at the end of the week and uh, be on your great television show, One Nation, Fox News, on Saturday night. I'll be making my uh, third appearance, and you were great again this morning. Thank you so much. Keep kicking ass with us again very soon. All right, go get him, Sid. Thanks so much. And I cannot wait to see the blazer that you wear for Saturday Night at 8. That's, it's all about what Sid's wearing. I got a brand new special Sensei. blazer. Yes, very colorful. Brian, go get him. We'll t- I'll see you on Friday, buddy. Thank you. Go get him. There man. he is, a great Brian Kilmeade, And he's right. I've got a brand new blazer, very colorful, that I'm going to debut for the first time on his show, One Nation, on Fox News on Saturday night. If you or email them at info at gabolaw.com. that's G-A-B-O-L-A-W.com. g-a-b-o law.com gabolaw where winning is no accident